What's up, Tanner J. Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tanner J. Man Show, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you're a new listener to our podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at. If that happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review as that helps us out a bunch. Watch our podcast live every Monday night from 6.30 to 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on the ISC Sports Network. And make sure to give us a like on Facebook and a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy some hot takes, topics, picks, and more on a brand new episode of the Tan and J Man Show. Hey, hey, it's Monday night. You're listening to another brand new episode of the Tan and J Man Show, episode 285 to be exact, streaming live on the ISC Sports Network and, of course, their Twitter and Twitch channel and also the Tan and J Man Show Facebook page. What's going on, J Man? Uh, gotta love technical difficulties tonight. Yeah, both of us having a little bit of uh, technical difficulties here. Uh, it's the 21st century and we're still... Uh, Still struggling with it. The new month, the technology is like, eh, we're just gonna throw them a curveball to start May yep. off. Uh, yeah, about about once a month it seems like that happens to us. Every, well. I should know better. My computer's old. It's a <laughs> it's a hunk of junk, and I didn't get down here until about fifteen minutes prior. I know I need to do it at least thirty minutes prior to make sure mm-hmm. everything's good to go. So that's on me. Yours sounds like it's maybe some connection issues. Yep. So yeah. it happens, but we're here. We're ready to rock and roll. Episode two eighty five. Got a lot to talk about. Got the NFL draft to recap. Mm-hmm. NBA playoffs going on. Baseball's heating up, of course. Now we're getting into May, so a lot to discuss. Yes, sir. Speaking of the NBA playoffs, I have a birdie bogey question here for you. Oh boy. <laughs> NBA related, as you might yeah. uh, be able to guess. Giannis Antetokounmpo posted his 28th career playoff game with 20 or more points in the paint, uh, which passed Tim Duncan for third most over the last 25 years. Um, who are the two players who have more games with 20 or more uh, points in the paint in the playoffs in the last 25 um, years <clears throat> in the last 25 years so since okay. 97 okay or so well, it would be 97 so uh birdie bogeys brought to you by noble gnome llc for fresh locally grown nutrient-dense produce from bryce and katie romine of mintone indiana like them on facebook follow them on instagram and check out their website noble gnome get your veggies it is may in may uh seems like veggie season to me Farmer's market be going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very shortly. So uh we'll have more more news to discuss regarding mm-hmm. Noble Gnome and, and where they'll be at. I'm sure they'll be posting here on their social media channels on Instagram and Facebook um here in the next couple of weeks. Yes, sir. What are we starting with tonight, J Man? Um, you want to start with some uh, NFL draft? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's let's rip the band-aid the, uh, right off right yeah. now and let the Tan and J Man Show Nation know I let everybody down. I hope they did not follow my mocks to heart. Guess how many picks I got right this year, J Man? <laughs> um, I think you got did you get one or two? One. One for thirty-two this year. One? Not so hot. Garrett Wilson, tenth tenth of the Jets. Mm. The only one I got. Yeah, the um, you'll <laughs> never you'll never have a year like 2020. No, uh, 2020 got, started uh, off hot. What, what, 
what was it? The first eight or so, right? Yeah. Was, did it hit I, double digits? I end up getting 11 overall. Correct. <clears throat> um, it was either first eight or nine in a row. I got, I beat a lot of the national analysts that. that year. Last year was pretty <laughs> average. I think I got like five or six, maybe. Yeah. yeah one this year. Bad. Which, bad, bad, bad. <clears throat> which I think five or six is about what Kuiper usually gets too. like, he, he, yeah. he doesn't blow it out of the water. Um, I mean, you have guys like, or teams like the Patriots take a guy with, um, at 30th overall, an offensive lineman where Sean McVay, he was he was caught on camera saying, man, I, we were scouting him thinking we could get him at 104. Um, <laughs> and the Patriots took him 30th overall. So that kind of stuff happens. Um, one out of 32 is not good, but. Not good at all. It's, uh, <laughs> room for improvement next year. I, I, I didn't even get the number one overall pick. I mean, I thought, you know, the Walker mm-hmm. talk was kind of smoke and mirrors, and I was wrong. <laughs> yeah um it and we you said it last week that this is was one of the first years where you can remember where no one knows yeah, who's gonna like be number Josh one overall froze on his end so uh, yeah, it looks like he's spinning here see if he comes back you back we got you i'm here I've, all right I, I've, I've been here the whole time I, I don't know if you could hear me or not but uh, no you froze right when you were you were giving uh, your thoughts so i didn't catch any of it maybe that was on my end but. Thanks, thanks Xfinity for this uh, fine uh, internet you have provided here at Illinois. Um, but uh, what what I was saying was, you said last week that it was like the first year you can remember where um, we just didn't know who was going to be number one overall. Yeah, um, and we got a comment here on Facebook. Thad Moody Mooney said, uh, "Peaked your draft picks in 2020, all downhill from there." Not wrong. <laughs> it's true. Not wrong. So it's uh, yeah, and I knew uh, I had. Derek Stingley going ninth to the Seahawks when he went third to the Texans. I was like, "Uh oh, there's yeah. a curveball," and it was just a domino effect after mm-hmm. that. I was missing by one one position over and over and over again. So yeah, yeah. Um, but- it was the first year that I haven't really been into the NFL draft as much as others because uh, my team, the Miami Dolphins, only had four overall picks and they didn't pick till pick one hundred two. So I didn't watch nearly as much or follow it as much until Friday night late when the Dolphins were about on the clock. Um, but who do you think had a fantastic draft? I thought the Jets had a fantastic yes. draft, to be honest. Um, yep. I thought the Buffalo Bills also had a really good draft. Mm-hmm. I know you hate hearing that. Um, I thought Kansas City had a good draft, and mm-hmm. I hate saying that. Um, but I, I the Jets usually are a team who don't draft very well. Um, I thought this year yeah. they, they did just that. Now will it – Result or will it uh, field into results on the field? I don't know, but um, I thought they did get a really good job. I thought there was a lot of teams that did a good job this year. Yeah, I mean the Jets had three first round picks, which help. Um, but they took Sauce Gardner and they took um, best they name took in the, the draft by far. Yeah, and I I told a little bit about how he got his name um, nickname last week. Um, and then with their, I think they picked tenth overall. Then they took um, yes. Wilson Wilson from Ohio State. Yep, that was the only one I got right. Garrett um, Wilson. Yep. <clears throat> Garrett Wilson, that's it. And then they took Jermaine Johnson, 26th overall, where some people were um, having Jermaine Johnson picked in that top eight or nine, and he falls all the way to 26. So you got like three top 10 uh, talents there in the first round, um, two of them on defense, and then you give uh, Zach Wilson a weapon and Garrett Wilson. I thought they did really well, and it's, it's kind of weird uh, to hear – the media talk about how well the jets did since usually about how terrible they did in the draft. 
Right, right. Um, and, uh, and and like I said, I thought the Bills did well with mm-hmm. uh, having a late first round pick. Um, Chiefs did well. They they um, tackled a lot of issues on defense. Um, yes, including my guy George Karloftis, who went thirtieth. Uh, thank goodness he went then, because I think I fell asleep the next pick. I'm pretty <laughs> sure, even though it was towards the end of the first round. You, you couldn't make it all the way to thirty-two. I huh? don't think I did. Maybe I did, but I, I, I was kind of I was listening to it, and mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't watching. I know uh, night two, I watched most of the second and third round, and all I wanted to do was stay up to see if David Bell was got drafted. I mm-hmm. had it on. I fell asleep about two picks prior, woke up three picks after he was selected, and didn't even know until I saw my phone. So, yeah. yeah. Which he, where, where did he end up going? Cleveland, 99th to Cleveland, which um, third round was about where I, I thought he was going to go <laughs> with all the chatter in the last month. Some had him going fourth or fifth round. So uh, 15 wide receivers taken before him. That's crazy. Hey, yeah, it's, it's a crazy feel, wide yeah. receiver class this year. Oh, it was so. a great wide receiver class. Um, six of them went in the top 20, I believe. Yep. Um, as, as far as David Bell goes, Cleveland's, I believe, losing Jarvis Landry. They're very similar. Um, David Bell's bigger, but as far as like hands go, David Bell has good hands, good route runner. He's physical, um, not going to blow you away with speed. Uh, yeah, but no, has, that, that's what hurt him, really, yeah. was his 40 time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think Jarvis Landry, if I'm not mistaken, ran a 479 40 um, at the combine, which is slow for a receiver. Uh, but sometimes you just take that way too seriously. Where is, is the guy a good football player? Can he run routes? Does he has does he have good hands? Is he physical? Because um, we've seen so many guys uh, that are taken later because they don't run well um, and then turn into really good NFL receivers. And um, I think David Bell is going to be one. Yeah, I hope you're right. I hope uh, all of those teams that pass on him regret it eventually. I mean, we'll see though. He is going to Cleveland. I hope he does well, but I'm not a Deshaun Watson fan. No. So, <laughs> um, but I, I was surprised to see three Purdue guys get drafted. To be honest, Xander Horvath going in the seventh round surprised yeah. me. I thought he'd be an undrafted free agent. Um, I know he did really well at Purdue's pro day, which mm-hmm. that probably helped him get drafted. But I figured, you know, he missed five games, I believe it was, with a broken leg this past year. I was like, that's not going to help his case. No. Um, but good for him. I mean, he came to Purdue as a walk on. And now he at least gets a shot at the NFL. So, yeah. but uh, of course he had to go to the Chargers. Of course, George had to go to the Chiefs. I'm like, yeah. man, all these Purdue guys going to the AFC West. But I'm, at, but I'm happy for all of them nonetheless. At, at least you can kind of uh, be okay with David Bell going to the Browns. At exactly. Least. I yeah. I think I, I text our good friend Jeff Ryan because we were talking about. Of course, George went to the Chiefs, and mm-hmm. as the dominoes are falling, I'm like, he's going to go to Kansas City. I just know it. <laughs> I said, hopefully George rips it up 15 games out of the year, excluding the two times they played Denver, mm-hmm. and Kansas City loses every game. Yeah, <laughs> That's hey, all I'm hoping for. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I'd be as as that. as long as he does well you don't care if his team wins or loses no no absolutely so uh, um but was but, he um, produced first first round pick since kerrigan yes it's been since 2011 oh. yep 11 years though um it's been a long time since they had three guys drafted in the draft mm. so um they had that long streak of having one guy at least one guy drafted mm-hmm. when did that end it was during the hazel era <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i don't remember which year it was one of those years during the hazel era yeah mm. 
Yeah, they had a lot. It was a long one, though, dating back to the mid-90s. And uh, Xander Horvath was the first Purdue running back drafted since 1998. A guy named Edwin Watson went in the seventh Edwin round Watson. for the Packers. I don't even know if he so, made the team. Yeah, Mostert went undrafted, yep. um, which he's, ter- he's turned into a good NFL running back. Right, uh, right. But, but they used uh, him two years at Purdue as a wide receiver. So they didn't even yeah. under hope. So uh, um, uh, Akeem Hunt got some time in the NFL. Yeah, he was he? undrafted. He was undrafted, obviously. Yeah. Um, um, when did, was undrafted. When did um, Mike Allstott, was he like 95-ish? Yeah, I think he, 94, 95, right around there. So it's been a while. I mean, it's, and, and he was more of a fullback in the NFL. So yeah. it's just, it's uh, Purdue's not a, a really a running back school besides Leroy Keys and Otis Armstrong and, mm-hmm. and a uh, couple others back in the day. But now they, they're even, even wide receiver wise, they're not known to produce NFL wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now so. you have two guys drafted each of the, or one guy back, drafted each of back the last back two years, years back, yeah. back years and Rondell yeah. and, David Which Brown. I maybe we'll get into in a little bit. Rondell might have a big opportunity ahead of him. Yeah, big himself now in Arizona with yeah. uh, the DeAndre Hopkins news coming. Although out Although they but. they did just maybe that's why um, they traded for uh, Hollywood Brown. They I think knew that's something. exactly why. It's got to be a determining factor in that. I think that's exactly why. Yeah. So, um, but uh, what what do you think of the Dolphins draft? Um, I mean, they only had four picks and it's hard to evaluate when you're picking one Oh two and that's your first, but I think they got a starter at linebacker and Channing Tindall out of Georgia. Uh, the fastest linebacker in the draft class ran, I think a four, four, one, um, didn't do a whole lot his first three years, but then he played a bunch and was a starter on one of the maybe greatest college defenses ever, uh, at Georgia last year. Uh, so I think he will really push a Landon Roberts for one of the middle linebacker spots. Um, and then the fourth round took a wide receiver who uh, has a really good shot to make the team. Seems like a um, uh, Mike uh, Mike McDaniel is that the guy's name? I can't remember the Dolphins the coach. Name. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he um, it it seems like his type type of receiver who he also I think he had like 14 carries last year, so it could be like a Debo Samuel light or something like that, where you can hand the ball off to him, throw it to him, uh, kind of a jack of all trades, and then. Their seventh round picks as I throw my phone across the room. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. I figured. Um, I figured your dog did something. Nope, that was me. Um, he. Uh, they took. A, I think they took a linebacker and then a quarterback. Um, Kansas State's quarterback. Um, I can't even remember. Is it Casey Thompson? I think his name is. Um, cannot remember his name. It's Thompson, um, but I think Casey Thompson was Texas quarterback that transferred to Nebraska. Is it Skyler Thompson? Yes. Yeah, Skyler it is Skylar Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Can't I was so non-invested in the NFL oh, draft this year. I, I can't even remember who I know the it. Dolphins took. But um having four only four draft picks, I thought they did as good as they could do. Um next year they have quite a few more. They have yeah. I think five in the top one hundred or something like that. So be a yeah. different year. Yeah, the Broncos didn't pick till day two. Um I, I thought they did well with, the, with mm-hmm. what they they got what they needed to, needed to get. Nick Benito, um, stud linebacker from Oklahoma, that fell in the second round. Um, I was happy with that pick, and then they got a tight end from UCLA, who actually was a walk on to begin his career too at UCLA, and he's more of a vertical passing threat, kind of like Noah Fant was coming out of college, so he can slide right in there. Um, and the other positions were just some needs at uh, defensive back. I know they got a couple corners, they got some. Uh, O-O-O lineman, 
I mean, nothing, nothing. They got two Wisconsin guys on day three of the draft. So nothing huge, but you, you can't go wrong with uh, taking Wisconsin players. No, no. And of course their quarterback, their new quarterback was loving that. So, mm. um, and they re-signed Melvin Gordon to one year deal. So they're Wisconsin. They're loaded with Wisconsin guys all of a sudden. Loaded Wisconsin guys. Uh, um, but need, uh, I was fine. Need, with, need Monty Ball to come back. And then, you no, thanks. The, uh, <laughs> the no whole thanks. thing. You know, it, I meant to discuss this with you last week. I wanted to talk about some of the big draft busts both of our teams have taken. And of mm. course, Paxton Lynch is the big one for me, but Monte Ball's right behind him. Yeah, he was, was he a, he was a second round pick, wasn't he? Yeah. Um yeah, he I mean, he had obviously an unbelievable college career, didn't do a whole lot in the NFL. And then he got in trouble off the field and that was the end of his career. So. Yeah. Um the biggest draft bust for the Dolphins, Dion Jordan. Yeah. Um I mean, I, I saw a list that had him as the ninth biggest draft bust of all time. <laughs> so so that kind of that kind of tells you Jeff Ireland traded up from number 12 to number three to get him. They needed a left tackle and they took him over like Lane Johnson, who went to the Eagles and has had a really good career um, with the Eagles. Um, and Deion Jordan, I think, had three and a half career sacks or something <laughs> over a couple of years and he got busted for drugs. And then he he somehow still kind of hanging around. I think he mm-hmm. was just playing like last year or two years ago. But Wasn't he on uh, Seattle? Yeah, yeah, he, he was with Seattle. Um, but yeah, he was a bad yeah. player. I mean, he yeah. was bad. Um, so yeah, I thought that I thought the Colts had a pretty good draft. Yeah. Um, uh, Bears, I thought they had a pretty good draft. A lot of Bears fans are mad. Um, I at the Bears draft. draft. I mean, they went defense their first two picks, they didn't have a first round pick, right? Um, but you look at their wide receiver room and it is terrible. Yeah, it's true. It is awful, and that's why Bears fans were mad. You're like, you're you want to build around Justin Fields, if you don't do anything for him. You don't go out in free agency and get any sort of pass catcher. Yeah. Um, Allen Allen Robinson's gone. I think he signed with the Rams. Is that where Allen Robinson? Is? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, and then they don't draft one. So I I, I mean they, they drafted one in the third round, but he's a he he will be a 25 year old rookie, so he's he's a little older. Um, so I. At least on my timeline, the Bears fans were not happy, but I thought you see they more took, than I do. So, I, yeah, I thought they took two really good defensive backs there with their first uh, two picks. That's kind of the problem, I guess, with Chicago. They're kind of built like Seattle has been for the last mm-hmm. ten plus years. They're paying all their top guys on defense, and then they yeah. don't give their quarterbacks anything to work with. And especially in a league where it's more about offense than it is yeah. defense now, uh, yep. it's completely. We've had a seismic shift here the yep. past ten years to. Yep. Okay, it's an offensive heavy league. You need to get as score as many points as possible and hope your right. defense can get a stop or two. Right. Uh as evident by that Chiefs Bills uh playoff game. Right. Um and so the Bears are kind of uh trying to buck that a little bit and it's not going very well for them. But uh interesting draft this year. I mean, mm-hmm. it was headlined by Georgia all over the place. Georgia, yeah. Georgia and more um, Georgia. Georgia had 15 picks um, in the 2022 NFL draft, which is tied for the third most uh, by any school all time. Only Texas, who had 17 in 1984, and Notre Dame, who had 16 in 1946, had more. Now you flash uh, forward to 38 years later, and Texas had zero this year. Zero after having um, three straight top eight recruiting classes. And they've had nobody drafted. But they're back. But they're back, yeah. That's that's pathetic. And they're going to SEC. Um, 
Yeah. A couple other, uh, yeah, going to the SEC to get absolutely smoked. I can't believe they think they can actually hang. I know. I know. The it's... SEC. They, they, they have, they have this level of arrogance that makes zero sense. Uh, looking at their history the past decade or so. Right. Thinking they can go there and compete. I think Oklahoma can go in and compete right away. I do too. Texas, I think they're just going to be a middle of the pack SEC school. Yeah. Um, some more NFL draft notes here. Um, Ohio State wide receivers Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave went back to back at picks 10 and 11. It is the second straight year wide receivers from the same school have gone in the first 11 picks. Wow. It had never happened before. Uh, the two last year were Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith. Um, Sauce Gardner was the first Cincinnati player drafted in the first round since 1971. I'm surprised they had one ever, to be um, honest. Yeah, Rob or Bob Bell. He was a defensive tackle in 1971. They've been pretty dang good, though, the past have. 20 years, 15, 20 years. They have, that, but yet uh, I couldn't name you a really, really good pro that went to Cincinnati off the top of my head. Travis Kelsey. Oh, yep, see, there's one. <laughs> Jason Kelsey, his brother. Those are the only yeah, two, yeah, though, that I can yeah. think of. I'm sure there's um, more that we're forgetting. I'm sure, yeah. But uh, how about the quarterbacks, Josh? I, I had four quarterbacks mocked in the first round. And yeah. Only Not only does only one go in the first round, that's Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh, staying in Pittsburgh, which is a pretty mm. cool storyline. But we don't see any go in the second round. Then we see three of them go off the board in the third round. Yeah. Um, I think we were talking – well, we were talking last week, but I know a lot of people had Malik Willis going in like the top four. Yeah, he was he mocked a lot of places, number six to Carolina. Yeah. And I saw his percentage to get to the third round was less than 1%. Yeah. Less I, than that, 1%. I think it just shows you how weak of a quarterback class it was. Obviously, yeah. it shows you that. And I think teams are wanting to invest more into next year's quarterback class. I think you're right. Because it's yep. supposedly much better that they didn't want to risk taking a guy in the top three rounds or so. Because um, I mean, I mean, teams kept coming up like Saints or or Seattle, for instance, over and over yeah. again. I'm like, all right, here's where yeah. one goes, and they kept taking like offensive linemen. I'm like, all right, they're rolling with Drew Locke this year. Yeah, which, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they're wanting to tank this year a little yeah, bit. I don't know. Um, yeah, as far as Pittsburgh goes, I wonder if Kenny Pickett would have been the choice for Pittsburgh had he gone to any other college. I, I Good wonder question. if him playing in Pittsburgh made any sort of it, it shouldn't have any sort of bearing on whether he's picked there. Um, but I, I wonder if that played a role a little bit. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think Mitch Trubisky will be their day one starter, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll see what Pickett can do. I mean, it helped, though, last year. He had the best, or according to the ward um, selectors, he had the best wide receiver in the country mm-hmm. on his team. So Yeah, who is in the transfer portal, actually. Yeah, sounds like USC. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Don't get as, me started. Not this week. Yeah, we've uh, we've um, talked, or we know Trubisky enough to know that Kenny Pickett will probably be their starter by week six. Uh, so um, unless he goes out and plays well, who knows? Maybe a change of scenery yeah. will do uh, old Mitch good. But uh, yeah, having Willis fall to the third round. Who was the second quarterback taken? Um, was it was it out? Oh, what was it, Desmond Ritter to uh, Atlanta? Correct. Ritter, Ritter was before, or was Ritter before Malik? Rid, yeah, Rid, Ritter was before Willis because Willis okay, went. Okay, then, then, then to Willis. Tennessee. Yeah, because uh, Ritter which, went to Atlanta and then yeah, 
And Which then, I uh, thought Tennessee was really smart to draft a quarterback because Tannehill's not it. Um, and they made a huge uh, day of move uh, trading A.J. Brown to the Eagles yeah. for a uh, first-round pick. Nobody saw that coming. He gets paid um, at, what, $100 million? Paid, yeah, $100 million. <laughs> Tennessee didn't want to pay him that. Uh, so who is uh, Tannehill going to throw the ball to? He's just going to hand it off 40 times a game. But uh, Right. Yeah. Where did Corral go to again? He went high. Don't remember. It's escaping me. It was a team that made yeah. sense. Was it Carolina? Um. Yes. Yep. Went to Carolina. Yep. Yeah. Because uh, all I mean, I mean, third round pick. So maybe <clears throat> I'm. It's who's who's Atlanta starter right now? Who is their starter? Because they got rid of Matt Ryan to the Colts. Yep. I mean, I'm just huh. blanking today. This is hot start here in May, but because that's why I was thinking Ritter yeah. might might. He's oh, um, I completely forgot Marcus Mariota. I forgot they uh, they signed him. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm Ritter. I'm 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 licking my chops. So yeah, he uh, he he might be able to win it out. Win yeah, it out right. I forgot about Mariota. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, um, North Carolina's quarterback, uh, Sam Howell. Sam Howell, thank you. His name was escaping me. <laughs> uh, he was a projected top. I had him five. going first round. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah, Thirty-two to Detroit. Yeah. Um, he was a projected top five pick coming into the year, and he just he he never got overly better since no. his freshman year. Um, the New England Patriots surprised and took a quarterback in the third round, uh, Bailey Zapp from Western Kentucky, who topper, who broke like every NCA passing record last year, yards, touchdowns. I think he broke all of Joe Burrow's records, um, but took him in the third round. So I don't know if that, if they took him just to be a backup, it's kind of a weird to take a quarterback that early in a sense uh, to be a backup. Uh, maybe they don't believe in old Mac. Well, did you see who was Mr. Irrelevant? It was a quarterback. Yeah, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy from Iowa State, who was if he he was all he was number yeah. first team all Big Twelve two years ago. He he was a potential first round pick coming into uh, the know. season, and uh, <laughs> he just didn't have a good year. Yeah, it was the first Mister Irrelevant quarterback since the Broncos took um, Chad Kelly. Uh, oh, Chad! Yeah, the uh, the felon, <laughs> the felon Chad Kelly. Oh man, uh, he yeah, wow, that guy was something else. Yeah. So. But yeah, interesting draft. Um, I'll be more locked in next year and ready to rock, even mm-hmm. though the Broncos don't have a first round pick next year either. So, yeah, the uh, yeah, I'll be definitely more uh, more locked into the draft, and I'm already uh, excited for it. Hopefully, the Dolphins aren't picking till uh, thirty two. <laughs> <laughs> you can hope. You can hope. You'd yeah. be a happy man. Hey, maybe, I mean, they uh, they they got. Uh, I, I don't remember whose first round pick they have next year. I think they have San Francisco's first round picks. So maybe they'll win the Super Bowl, and the Dolphins will be all pick thirty two anyway. Maybe, maybe yeah. they should be a playoff team. So should be uh, big NFL news today. DeAndre Hopkins suspended six games for NFL uh, uh, performance enhancing drugs. I, I believe. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. Six games. Yeah, I don't know why these guys still try to kind of cheat the system a little bit. I don't. I, don't, I mean, they know what they can and can't take. Yeah. And just, and. It it could be something super innocent too. Could be where he's like I, where he he legitimately had no idea that was in there, and it could just be a banned substance. Um, but you got to do your research too, um, and be smart about it. And now, 
trading for Hollywood Brown. That they they had to have known. There's no yes. way they would have traded for Hollywood Brown had they not have known. I agree. Uh, something was going on. So I agree. So I mean, they won't get hit as hard as other teams would, I guess. Mm-hmm. Their wide receiver room, That's but, pretty good depth. But he's still a pretty solid wide receiver. You're losing yeah. there. So yeah, and it's a huge year for. Arizona too. And, uh, Kyler Murray entering his last year of his deal. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, who knows if they want to keep him around. Yep. So it's a, uh, it's a big year cause they've kind of underachieved here. Uh, the past two years, they limped into the playoffs last year. Uh, didn't even make it the year before. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they, they need a big year and then you're missing one of the best receivers in the NFL for the first six games. It's going to hurt. Yeah. It's not going to help. That's for sure. Um, but like I said earlier, hopefully uh, Rondell Moore gets some more uh, more playing time and some mm-hmm. more balls thrown his way, and he can uh, he can produce from that. So yeah, we will see, we'll see. But any more thoughts around the NFL or uh, the NFL nope. draft? Not that I can think of. I don't think I have any either. So, um, you want to get into baseball before we do that? I got my word association. Perfect. That is baseball related. Do you want to hop right into that? Yeah, let's uh, let's do word association first. It's pretty. It's kind of a long one, so I'm gonna fly through these. I was gonna just select a few, but I'm gonna do the whole list. So, right. uh, Clayton Kershaw over the weekend became the Dodgers franchise leader in striking. <clears throat> so I went and looked up every single leader, strikeout leader in nice. franchise history for all the teams. We'll go through them real oh, quick. I like some it. guys I've I've love. I've heard a lot of these. Some I have never heard of. So mm-hmm. starting in, uh, well, let's start with NL West. Let's start with Kershaw, Clayton Kershaw, Dodgers. Um, greatest pitcher of this generation. Uh, Max Scherzer has a case, but it's Kershaw. Yep. Um, I'm lucky enough to say I got to see him pitch once, and I actually might get to see him pitch again because I'm going to the Cubs-Dodgers game Saturday, and uh, he might be in line to start that one. But uh, greatest, uh, greatest lefty by far of this generation. Another good lefty here, Arizona, Randy Johnson. Big unit. Uh, World-famous photographer. <laughs> San Francisco, Christy uh, Mathewson. Mathewson, yeah. um, arguably the greatest pitcher of all time. Uh, now, it's it's hard to say because he pitched so long ago, uh, back in the early 1900s, but um, he, was, he was a good one. San Diego Padres, Jake Peavy. Jake Peavy, he was a bulldog, man. Uh, he was uh, he was one of the elite guys in the mid to late 2000s. Uh, he was a good one. Colorado Rockies, Jorge De, De La Rosa. Who? Jorge? Uh, Jorge? Yeah, um, I couldn't believe he, he was uh, the second leader, to be honest. They haven't been around that long, I guess. No, they haven't. Uh, I, I, I don't know who I was thinking. I was thinking, like, maybe Justin Ubaldo Jennings or Ubaldo. Or yeah. yeah. Uh, Jorge De La Rosa, huh? That's interesting. A uh, former Cub great. He pitched out of their bullpen in, I think, um, <laughs> 17 or 18, one of the years. Uh, we'll, we'll go to the NL Central Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Giovanni Gallardo. Gallar- yep, thank you. Can't even uh, read my writing. He was good. I will never forget him blowing out his ACL at Wrigley Field. Um, he had a fantastic rookie year. Then his uh, second year, he blew out his knee. Really good hitting pitcher, too. He did a few homers a year. Uh, St. Louis, Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson, he's the reason why they uh, why they lowered the mound because he was putting up ERAs about one ERA each year, and they were like, eh, I think it's time to lower the mound. 
I, I, I should have been following Facebook closer. I see uh, Travis watching left us comment. If we knew much about the Cincinnati wide receiver that the Colts drafted Alec Pierce, I, think I can tell you he's from Glenelg, Illinois. I can tell you that much. That's not far from where I live. That's where your yep. uncle lives. Yep. Cause they were hoping he'd be a bear. No. Nah. So. Yeah. But no, I think, I think he's just a very solid wide receiver. Um, yeah. Big too. Maybe a little Austin, three? Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Austin Collie was a lot shorter, but mm-hmm. um, he could fit into the Colts like Austin Collie did. Um, Chicago Cubs, of course, Fergie Jenkins. Fergie, uh, Cy Young, Hall of Famer. Uh, I don't know, did he win a Cy Young? I don't know if he won a Cy Young. Hall of Famer though, still around and still uh, comes to Wrigley quite a bit. Pittsburgh Pirates, Bob Friend. You got a friend in me. Uh, he was a good one. I, th- I think your uh, loyal listener to the show, um, Sean Shriver, I'm sure could uh, answer this one better. But I think he was one of their best pitchers in their heyday back in the 70s, if I'm not mistaken. And the Cincinnati Reds, Jim Maloney. Oh, Bob Friend pitched in the 50s and 60s. What's wrong? Uh, say, say that again. Jim Maloney for the Cincinnati Reds. Don't know a thing about him. He's probably better than anything they got right now. Probably. They're 3-19, and 19, so. <laughs> Wrapping up the NL, NL East, Atlanta Braves, John Smoltz. Smoltzy, he was a rare guy who was a Hall of Fame caliber starter and a Hall of Fame caliber closer. Right. Um, good golfer, too. Yeah, but, he uh, is. Better pitcher. The Miami Marlins, Ricky uh, Nolasco. Nolasco. Yep. Cubs traded him. With Dontrell Willis um, to the the Marlins for, I don't even remember who they got for him, uh, but it was a really bad trade the Cubs made. And he was a mediocre pitcher, but Marlins, again, like the Rockies, haven't been around that long. New York Mets, Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver, he was a good one, obviously. Um, One of the elite greatest pitchers of all time. Washington Nationals, Steven Strasburg. Haven't heard him in a while. He's been hurt a bunch. Um, I'm sure he's still around there, but he's been hurt. Um, I wouldn't call him a draft bust, but couldn't stay healthy enough. I was to just going to uh, ask you what. Yeah. what yeah, yeah, because he was he, so hyped he on was, San Diego State. Holy he was cow. as hyped of a um, college and minor leaguer as we've had. Yeah. Um, yeah. Him, him and Bryce Harper in there around the same time, too. Yep. Um, but uh, just couldn't stay healthy enough to really take it to the next level. Philadelphia Philadelphia Phillies, Steve Carlton. Lefty. Good one. Going to the AL. Let's start with the West for the Angels, Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan's with the Angels? I wonder if he's there with the Rangers, too. He is. Um, well, no, no, he's with the Astros. Astros. The Astros oh, and the Angels, both in the same. Oh. So we'll knock those both out at the same um, time. Angels, I, I, the one lasting memory I have of Nolan Ryan is him beating the crap out of Robin Ventura, <laughs> putting him into a headlock and just pounding his skull uh, at 40-something years old, too. Um, yeah. Rob, Robin learned, like, that was a bad idea. Yeah. Yep. He, uh, man, he, there's so many statistical categories he's the leader in. He, the guy was unbelievable. No, yeah, no no one will ever touch it either. No. The no, no hitters, uh, the strikeouts, no one will even touch him. Oakland Athletics, Eddie Plank. Don't say I've never heard of him. Me neither. Seattle Mariners, Felix Hernandez. Ah, oh, King Felix. Uh, he 
won Cy Young's on some really bad teams. Yeah. Uh, I remember him throwing that perfect game. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one we've seen. He'll be an interesting Hall of Fame case. I don't think he'll make it just because he was a Seattle Mariner, but he his um his peak years were as good as anyone's. I agree. And the Texas Rangers, Charlie Howard Huff. Huff. H O U G H Huff. Charlie Huff. I believe he was a knuckleballer, if I'm not uh, mistaken. I could be wrong there. And he pitched till he was 46, 48 years old. I remember I had a baseball card of him from like the 90s or something. And I remember showing my dad and like, this guy was born in 1948 and he was still pitching in 1995 or something like that. It's almost 50 years old. It's like an old Tim Wakefield. Yeah. AL Central with the Cleveland. Um, I'm just going to call him Cleveland because I can't mm-hmm. get used to the Guardians. Bob Feller. Bob Feller. Obviously, elite level pitcher. Um, yeah, really good one. Kansas City Royals, Kevin Apier. Kevin Apier, really? That's surprising. Yep. A-P-P-I-E-R. If, yeah. Um, if uh, Grinky would have stayed there his whole career, he'd be it. But uh, Kevin Apier, I'm surprised. He was just, I mean, he was... With the Royals when we were growing up, I remember him uh, pretty vividly. But, uh, yeah, it's surprising. Detroit Tigers, Mickey Lolich. Ah, Hall of Famer. Um, no, obviously I never watched him, but, uh, yeah. yeah. I wonder um, – he probably wasn't close. I was going to say Verlander. I wonder how many he had with Detroit. I bet he was close. Yeah. I bet he was pretty close. Minnesota Twins, Walter Johnson. Walter Johnson, another one of the greatest ever. He was kind of the same era as uh, Christy Mathewson. Um, he's he's kind of who you think of when you say greatest pitcher ever. Him, Cy Young, um, Christy Mathewson. Chicago White Sox, Billy Pierce. Billy Pierce, huh? I can honestly say I've never heard that name before. <laughs> <laughs> he had to be an old one. Yeah. Yeah. And then wrapping up the divisions of AL East, the Toronto Blue Jays, Dave Steve, yeah, he was um, nasty slider, nasty slider. He he was on those 92, 93 okay. uh, teams. Yeah, he uh, he was a guy. I mean, he obviously had a fastball, but he was a guy that threw his slider almost exclusively, if I remember correctly. Baltimore Orioles, Jim Palmer, Jim Palmer. I think he's still calling games. Uh, is unless he's dead. I I assume he's still alive. <laughs> um uh but yeah, he was still calling games for the Orioles as of just a few years ago and he might No, he's still alive. He's 76 years old. I think he's uh, still calling games for him. I saw on my Twitter today. Um I follow Jimmy Seafood in in, in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And they have nicknamed and maybe it's a nickname out in Baltimore and I just I don't follow the Orioles. The baby birds are all these young, this young core. Baby that's what they're calling bird. this young core. The Orioles this have young core that's not yet in the big leagues, huh? Ad, Adley Rutschman and yes. Grayson Rodriguez, I think, yes. are the two. Yeah, yeah, they're calling yeah. baby birds. Baby oh, birds, huh. interesting. Tampa Bay Rays, James Shields, Jam- big game, James. Um, good pitcher with the Rays and the Royals. The uh, White Sox famously traded Fernando Tatis Jr. for him. Uh, the corpse of James Shields, as I like to call it. Um, he was who was pitching when uh, Chris Bryant made his major league debut. And I think he struck out Bryant in his first three plate appearances. Boston Red Sox, the Rocket, Roger Clemens. Steroid guy. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame because uh, he put up some numbers. Um, amazing pitcher. 
And last, New York Yankees, Andy Pettit. Pettit is, huh? Another one of those guys that Hall of very good, but probably not a Hall of Fame. Steroid guy, too, even though he came out right away and admitted to it before. Well, Um, a lot of them didn't, I guess. Jorge Posada um, and Pettit are kind of the same in the sense that Really good players on some really good teams, but not Hall of Fame level. Bernie Williams, too. Um, Ber- yeah, absolutely. Bernie yeah. Williams is kind yeah, of Yeah, all, all those well. guys, even though I would put those two that you mentioned above Bernie. but yeah, I would he, probably put Bernie above both of them, actually. Okay, um, never mind. Which is kind of interesting. But, uh, the core yeah, four. That was, a, that, core four. That was fun. That was yeah. a fun list. Yeah, I was surprised by a lot of those names. A lot of them I hadn't heard of. So, mm-hmm. so that's the Word Association, Association segment, which is brought to you by Proforma Promo. Let's start this over. Proformo, <laughs> Proformo Print to Promo Group. If you need a trust, trustworthy, dependable resource for next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, they have over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for a fast and efficient response to all of your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. All right, going around, uh, uh, go around the MLB. The New York Yankees have the best record in baseball. Nine nine game win streak. Hot. Yeah, sixteen and six. The other team with the best record in baseball, which is a half game behind the Yankees, are over there in Queens. The New York Mets are sixteen and seven. I think they somehow hacked into my phone in our group, Rochester group message and saw that I said they they stink. Everybody knows they stink except the front office. And they've got hot ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they've lost since. <laughs> Anthony, um, Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo, bombs, man. Yeah, leading the uh, he was leading baseball in homers. Good for him. Glad he's still yep. having success. Because think think a lot of people thought he was washed. After and with his contract, uh, he bet on himself. Dude. So yeah, I mean, we'll see good, what happens. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, Mets are sixteen seven. Toronto is right behind the Yankees at fifteen and eight. Um, good team, um, obviously. Um, a are uh, the NL West Dodgers and Padres are tied there atop. Giants half game out. Rockies have started to fold a little bit, but they, they swept the Reds. By, uh, playing three and nineteen, three <laughs> and nineteen. They have played twenty two games, and they are eleven and a half games out of first place the, already. The, at, to this point, in May they're the worst team I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, I'm trying to think. I know the. Um, Tigers in 03 won 43 games. Um, the Diamondbacks in 05, 04, 05, I think, won 51 games. I struggle to see the Reds win 40 more. They well, what are, are atrocious. I mean, they're going to have like 1,000 fans soon at their games. Yeah. Tickets are going to be so cheap. So you cheap. Can get- yeah, you you can get in for a five cent piece. I mean, it's gonna be <laughs> unbelievable. But where three, are they gonna go? Where are they gonna go? Three and nineteen. I th- there was a year where I think yeah, I think it was nineteen ninety seven. The Cubs started the year zero and fourteen. Um, I don't remember it. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> and, and here's their mi- old, here's but... their mindset. Uh, good friend and sponsor of the show, Travis Watry. It was earlier when I I listed off the strikeout leader for the Cincinnati Reds in their franchise history. He said probably a loser like their current team. <laughs> so that's the mindset <laughs> of the fans right now. I I have some Reds stats here. The Reds have uh, the Reds offense has a sixty three OPS plus. So OPS plus it takes into 
in, into effect like ballpark factors, all of this. You have your on base, you have your slugging percentage, all, all, all of these coming in. The major league average is 100. So 100 is average. Their OPS plus is 37% below league average. Their ERA plus, which is the same thing except for pitching, uh, major league average is 100. They're 27% below league average. So they have a 73 ERA plus, a 63 OPS plus. Um, this is from Jeremy Frank. We're at the point where Reds, <laughs> where the Reds innings pitched and plate appearance totals are about equal to a full season of one individual player. Um, their total team has 774 plate appearances. They've only hit 15 homers. They have a 201 collective batting average, a 271 collective on base percentage, a 311 collective slugging percentage. Their pitching has thrown 186 innings and they have a one or a 6.15 ERA. Uh, both of these players, if they were individual players, would have gotten DFA'd in June. <laughs> and that's their entire team. Pathetic. You know, when I look at a guy like Joey Votto, he's got to get traded, doesn't he? Well, you look at Votto's stats this year. His his contract's almost untradeable. Okay. He is, he's 9 for 74. He's hitting 122. He only has one extra base hit. He's striking out 40% of his time. He's not walking as much as he has. Um, you look at the rest of the roster and it's just terrible. Now their best, <laughs> in my opinion, their best player. Now Jonathan India is on the injured list right now and has been for a little while. He's not going to make up, you know, 40 games. Um, their pitching's terrible. Uh, uh, I, I said it in our preview show that their bullpen on paper was the worst I've ever seen. Um, and it has proven to be pretty, pretty, pretty horrendous. Uh, but yeah, Reds are bad. Um, Cubs are also bad though. So I shouldn't say anything, but But the Reds are making headlines on Barstool sports for fans wanting to. (laughs) Yeah. Do it. Do do something bad in a truck. Yeah. Just Um, go look for yourself. I I can't even say it with a straight face. So three and 19. That is horrendous. Cubs on the other hand are also pretty bad. They've lost three or they've lost, I think, nine of their last 12 or nine of their last 13. So they're sitting here at nine and 13. They've had a little bit of a lull. Uh, guys that played pretty well last year, like Frank Schwindel, is bad. Uh, their trade, where they trade for Nick Madrigal uh, from the White Sox for Craig Kimbrell, he's hitting 210 so far. Um, a few guys have had good starts the year. Ian Happ's been fantastic. Seiya Suzuki slowed down a little bit, but he's still producing. Uh, Nico Horner's been okay. Patrick Wisdom's had some moments, but uh, overall, the Cubs are a pretty, pretty horrendous baseball team. And I think here in the next month or so, we'll be uh, thinking of the guys the Cubs could trade um, at the trade deadline. Yeah, you're probably right. That'll probably be a hot topic um, of discussion on the show. Yeah, so it's uh, it's been pretty rough. Their farm system though is pretty good, and so I've been kind of following that. It's kind of back to the. Back to those days again, huh? Yep, 2012 <laughs> through 2014, where I'm looking at the minor league box scores more than I am actually watching. Well, that's the Reds uh, the fans' life there. Team. Yeah, it's, it's been that way for the Reds, definitely. I mean, they're sitting here three and nineteen. I just can't get over that. They <laughs> they won two of their first four. So that, that well, I mean, where are they going to go? Where are they? Gonna... They've lost seventeen of their last eighteen games. Should should that be a Tan and J Man show shirt? Where are they going to yes, go? Well, where, where are they going to go? Like uh, uh, let's like see it. what the red schedule is this week. Um, see if they can maybe win a few games here. Uh, so starting 
Nope. Nope. They're they're not winning any during the week. Uh, they're <laughs> at Milwaukee the next three, so those are losses. Then they have a four-game set at home against the Pirates, so they may be able to win one of those. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, they actually, you know what, this will be the J-Man's bucket prediction of the week. Um, I think the Reds go, uh, let's see here. How many games they play? They play seven games? No, one, two, three, four, five, six. Three and four, seven. Yes, yes, seven games. They have a, It threw me off. They have a doubleheader on Saturday, so that's what <laughs> threw me off. So I think the Reds go a one and six this week. And next week when we're doing this show, they will be sitting there at four and 25. <laughs> Oh, they're they're garbage. Somehow their odds to make the postseason are higher than the Cubs right now by a full percent. How? Their playoff odds one point four percent to make the postseason. The Cubs are at point four. I just saw. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, their their odds to make the postseason are zero. They're going to have to play like nine hundred ball the rest of the way just to even yeah. get in the discussion. Yeah. No. Uh, no way. <laughs> so yeah. at uh, least the Bengals are good for the city, I guess. We're yeah, last. That's year. All we'll I, see if they yeah. can repeat that's, repeat it. Yeah, I'm um, trying to think. College teams there. Cincinnati football had a pretty dang good year. That's too. true too. Uh, basketball that's team true. not so much. Xavier yeah. kind of choked at the end of the year. Yeah, Sean Miller's back. But, uh, Sean Miller's there, and I'm sure he's rejuvenated him a little bit. Uh, the Marlins had won seven straight games as well, um, but they lost yesterday. So, uh, kind of a surprise team there. They're 12 and nine. Um, Pitching really well. Can't can't hit a lick. But uh, Cubs, this is a little change of subject, but Cubs-White Sox this week. I'm kind of all over the place here. Uh, Cubs-White Sox this week, starting tomorrow for two games in Wrigley Field. Both teams 9-13. and 13. So, uh, hotly contested matchup. Who's the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week brought to you by J-Man? The Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, business, renters, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. This episode is brought to you by The Dan Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a hand-crafted cocktail, The Dan Landing is the place to be. Dan Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Mantle, focused on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best micro-brews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitou and their beer garden or outdoor bar area. Whether it be boats or wheels, the Dan Landing is the place to be located 1305 Union Road in Rochester. Do you want to get educated? Always. I need to get smarter. On this day... In 1920, the first game of National Negro Baseball League was played in Indianapolis. Really? Yeah. The Monarchs, wasn't that their name? Um, I know there was a Kansas the... City Monarchs. Oh. Uh, yeah, that wouldn't be right then. Yeah, never yeah mind. I, I don't – it didn't say the matchup of the team. Never mind. So yeah, that was – that's – yeah, never um, mind. Speaking of Walter Johnson, on this day in 1923, he pitched his 100th career shutout. Wow. So, yeah, he was pretty Pretty good. good. Yeah. On this day in 1939, New York Yankee Luke Gehrig ended his 2,130 consecutive game streak. Yeah, that's incredible. Just incredible. On this day in, uh, wait, it's not on this day. This is not an on this day. But in 1941, MLB player Ted Williams uh, had his lowest 
career batting average in a year where he only hit 3 Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. His batting average dropped to 308 on this day in 1941, which was the lowest it got that year when he hit 407. That's ridiculous. That's what it is. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. On this day in... In 1958, the Yankees threatened to broadcast games nationwide if the National League goes ahead with plans to broadcast games into New York City. I don't know what that means. Hmm. I do not know what that means. Who won the NBA championship on this day in 1968? 68? Let's go with the Celtics. Yep, the Celtics beat? Uh, Lakers? <laughs> the L.A. Lakers. Yeah, that was just, just a guess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who was the uh, number one overall pick on this day in 1978 in the NFL? NFL 78? I believe this guy's a Hall of Fame running back. Ooh, ooh. 78. I'm not sure. Earl Campbell. Oh, yeah. I think he is. I think he is a Hall of Famer, but yeah, I wouldn't have got him from Texas. Yep. 1988 on this day, Reds manager Pete Rose was suspended 30 days for pushing an umpire. Good old Petey, always in the headlines. uh, He he was a likable guy. (laughs) Man. Still, I mean, Um, still is. Yeah, see, he still is. On this day, in 1999, John Elway announced his retirement from the NFL. It was also on this day, uh, back in the um, 80s, when he became a, 83 actually, when he became a Bronco. Why did... um, why do you wait so long to announce his retirement? May 1st? Yeah, I don't know. He went Weird. back and forth for a little while, yeah. but uh, he just couldn't do it physically anymore. So they were really trying to talk him in to try and come back and go for a three-peat. But uh, the Brian Brian Greasy era started did, after that. Yeah, did not go that well either. No. On this day in 2015, Floyd Mayweather Jr. beat Manny Pacquiao on Remember points that. in 12 rounds. I do too. In World Welterweight Unification Fight, it shattered all financial records for a boxing match. Should have happened way before it did. Yep. And that is going to do it for On This Day. And the On This Day segment is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs. From signs to growth charts, their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. To see some of their recently completed projects, visit at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram, or you can go to their Facebook page. And for orders, contact them at MooneyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. Did you happen to see the one I shared on our Instagram story last week, the Butler yes. Bulldog one? Yes, that was very Pretty cool. cool. Pretty very cool. cool. Um, I'll give you a birdie bogey here. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, my phone is all the way over there, so I'm going to try to do this. Giannis Antetokounmpo passed Tim Duncan mm-hmm. for third place over the last 25 right. years in points in the – or hold, hold on. Okay. Giannis Antetokounmpo has 28 games where he's – 28 playoff games – where he scored 20 or more points in the paint, yes. which is the third most over the last 25 years yes. for the two players that have more. 25 years. So we're going back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So I got to think of somebody who played in the playoffs a lot, who's post-dominant in the paint. I got to think Shaquille O'Neal's one. He is one of them. So you got at least a par. Oh, thank gosh. Um. Oh, boy. There's another one, though. 
Duncan was third. He's fourth now. Fourth, yeah. But well, and he played more playoff games about anybody. I don't think this is right, but I'm happy with a par. Is Carl Malone? Good guess, but no. Huh. It is LeBron James. Why? Well, yeah, he wasn't even yeah. in my – I wouldn't um, guess him for points in the paint. The crazy thing is, you know, Giannis is third all-time with 28. Um, LeBron has 35 or so. Shaq had 63. Yeah. He so was he, dom- he was, was dominant. Yeah, he, he was blowing everyone out. But, hey, get a par. Yeah, we're still tied at four over, mm-hmm. so – yeah. So it's your chance next week to uh to either, fall uh, back. <laughs> yeah, take the lead or fall back. So yeah. or, or maybe we'll stay the same. But uh yeah, we uh we're planning on talk NBA, but we've kind of ran out of time. Yes, so we'll have to it's table really our cool. NBA playoff, which the NBA playoffs have been really good. Yeah. And uh NHL playoffs start this week, as you can see by my my attire this week. They're gonna, uh, they're gonna disappoint you again. I'm team. I'm afraid they're going <laughs> to. They're the one seed, they take on the Nashville Predators. Uh Game time tomorrow night's 9.30. Well, that's always stand, fun. Stand up for that one. Probably like a period. Uh, I can't <laughs> I can't do it. But um, I was telling somebody at work today, I mean, they got the team to, to win it all. They got the talent yeah. to win it all. I've said that last few years. But if they don't at least at least make the Western Conference Finals, then this year it's just a total waste. The bust. Because yeah. they're they're one of the better teams the NHL's seen in the last mm-hmm. two decades. So this yeah. year. So we'll see. We'll see. Yep. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show live on the ISC Sports Network. We will be back at it next Monday with another episode. Have a fantastic Mother's Day to all those mothers out there on Sunday. Uh, We'll see you next Monday.